So hello and welcome to episode 160 of Self Kind with me, Erica Webb. Today we are going to be talking about the power and perils of self-observation. And I'm answering a question that came through, which I'm really looking forward to diving into, actually. So let's dive into that right after this. Hi, and welcome to Self Kind with me, Erica Webb. This is a podcast about what it means to be, live, and move through a lens of self-kindness. We'll look at the ways self-kindness can underpin our practices in movement, mindfulness, and mindset to support us to be and do the things we so desire in the world. I'm thrilled you're here. Let's get into the show. So hey there, friends, and welcome to episode 160 of Self Kind. I want to preface this episode with a little bit of a disclaimer. It is school holidays here where I am in Australia. And so there's, you know, my kids are in the background. We also have one of my nephews over. And uh, so there is there is much happy noise in the background, which you may or may not be able to hear. So um, if the audio quality on this has made me a little less, you know, precise than usual, that is why. So Today's episode is in response to a question that I was asked over on Instagram, and it's a question that I really am looking forward to diving into. Um, And I'm going to share the question with you and then sort of talk through my thoughts. It is not possibly, you know, sort of just thought one, thought two, thought three. It's not going to be really well put together like that, but just a bit of a brain dump of my thoughts in response to this. So... And, and hopefully some some really useful stuff for you to, to take away as well, which is always my goal. So the question that came through was, how do you feel about seeing yourself slash your body on screen? Has this changed over time? And do you feel present when you look at yourself? That last bit's really particularly interesting, but we're going to go through the whole thing. So it's really interesting, you know, the work that I do <laughs> – I I didn't think this through before doing it or before starting on this path, but ultimately I spend hours every week watching myself on video, listening to myself on audio and editing, you know, little clips and videos of myself. And that is uh, an interesting thing to do. You know, it's, it certainly is ripe with opportunity for self-judgment. And I have got, some issues with doing it, but on the whole, I am fairly comfortable, but I'm going to sort of talk through the the various parts of this. One of the things that I think is really interesting and, and where I want to start is I know when I first built out the website that I currently have, actually, it's not this one, it was the previous one. There was a photo on there where I was wearing a, a, a t-shirt um, and the way that the fabric draped, it, it looked like I had a round belly and it looked like, you know, like I did when I was pregnant and it didn't bother me in the slightest. I thought very little of it. And then a family member pointed out that they thought I looked pregnant, knowing very well that I was not when those photos were taken or at the time. And it was a really interesting moment because I thought, you know, I don't find the idea of being pregnant offensive. I loved being pregnant. Um, But it was a really interesting moment of recognizing that, you know, we all sort of fear being judged by other people. And it was this moment where I thought, you know, we, we are all judging each other. 
we are all making assessments about each other. A lot of those happen without our conscious awareness and they don't necessarily have to mean anything to us. But I think it's valid to feel like you're being judged because the reality is that we are, all of us, being judged. And yet the only judgments that we can do anything about or the only ones that we really, you know, have any responsibility for are our own. But I think that so often our own self-judgments come from our fear of other judgment. And sometimes I think maybe just recognising that, okay, people are going to judge. That's just how human brains work. Gives us a little bit more freedom to say, okay, well, whose judgments do I care about? Is it theirs or is it mine? So I keep this in mind. This is, this is relevant because I keep this in mind when my own self-judgments come up. And so, you know, I've been sort of teaching online for, oh gosh, it's been a couple, I don't know, formally two and a half maybe years, but a lot longer than that in a sort of more informal capacity. And it has gotten easier in the sense that I'm more used to this process. I'm more used to seeing myself on screen. I'm more used to hearing my voice. I'm more used to all of those things, but I'm also getting older. And so the way that I look has changed a little bit. My hair is grayer. I have more wrinkles. Um, I'm possibly a little bit heavier than I was a few years ago, which doesn't actually bother me in the slightest. Um, and you'll never hear me talk about the way that my body looks um, in terms of, you know, I'm, I'm never uh, trying to sh- change the way that my body looks. You'll never hear me kind of talk about that ever. But certainly I don't look the same as I did five years ago, right? And so there are times where perhaps I have a particularly bad hair day or I have more blemishes than usual, which is something that I, that I do um, struggle with a little bit. I still, I still, at the ripe old age of 39, I'm prone to breakouts. Um, and so there is this sense of noticing flaws and noticing what's changed in myself. And that can be uncomfortable. Absolutely. So I'm not going to pretend that, you know, I'm just like, eh, whatever. I just, I don't even think about it. I do think about it. But one of the things that I'm really conscious of is knowing that my brain, just like every other human brain walking this planet, is going to make judgments because it's how it functions. And I don't need to fall into the trap of believing everything that my brain brings up right? All those thoughts that that come to the surface don't need to be entertained or believed or, you know, a lot of them aren't just simply aren't true. And so having that ability to meet myself with compassion, to meet myself with kindness and say, you know, you're uncomfortable right now, that is invaluable. And I think that, you know, one of the things that's really fascinating, I guess, running a business that, um, and, and providing services that ask other people to be kind to themselves. I, necess- you know, I, I am working on doing that with myself all the time. That is now my way of being. And it was before I, before I brought it to, to the world, but it still requires practice and it requires me to live that 
in my life and to infuse it into how I do my work. And that's not always easy. Um, but if I'm, you know, going to stand up on a, on a soapbox and say that self-kindness matters, then I have to be practicing it, right? And so I am, and, and this is how I do it. I really do it in the moment. I do it in that real time of being like, wow, that's really interesting. I'm having these thoughts that I look, you know, tired today or I, my hair is going far grayer than I thought or, you know, whatever it might be. Um, sometimes in a video, you know, I'll show skin when I don't intend to and I'll have that thought of like, oh, well, you know, will anyone notice that or does that look yucky or does that look whatever? And just being able to sort of, separate those thoughts out a little bit and be like, wow, that's interesting. I'm having the thought that people will care about that. Or I'm having the thought that, um, I'm not attractive or I'm having the thought that I, whatever kind of externalizing those thoughts a little bit and just recognizing that I'm having them to me is where the power lies, because then we can be like, okay, what do I choose to do with that? Um, and for me, I choose to to move on. I choose to offer myself compassion and move on because for me, getting videos out and, and sharing what I do with the world is far more important than any insecurities that I might have about the way that I look. Um, and so that comes back to, you know, understanding what my values are too. Um, I very much value work shared, um, in, in its, in its, perfect imperfectness than um, not doing that because I fear what others may think of me or that I may fear of what I think of myself. So there's that. Um, and I think that, um, you know, I often, I often hesitate to talk at all about this sort of stuff because I also recognize that by, you know, Western standards, my body shape is very acceptable, right? Um, and that is not something that I buy into, um, but it is a fact, you know. Um, and yet we still see, and just, just in the last couple of days as I've been scrolling Instagram, I've seen women with body shapes like mine as the before pictures, right, and the after pictures being, you know, a lower percentage of body fat and more visible muscles and all of that sort of stuff. And so there's no shortage of examples of, of people um, continuing to shape the narrative around what a desirable body looks like. And, you know, the older I get, uh, the less mine looks like that. And, and I don't care that I have no desire to, to change the way that my body looks. Um, but it is interesting to, to recognize that kind of like almost no matter what your body looks like, there's an example of somebody using that as a before, right? And, but I do recognize that I have great privilege in, um, in the fact that I am just a very straight sized, um, female. So I wanted to sort of skip ahead. Um, well, I guess I haven't skipped ahead because I've adjust, I've addressed the first two parts of that. So how do you feel about seeing yourself and your body on screen? Has this changed over time? Um, and it's interesting that I might just point out one more thing with that whole idea of has this changed over time? It's changed in a couple of ways because it's changed because I've gotten just more used to seeing it. Um, and it's changed also because I have changed in the way that I look. And so new things come up where I'm like, oh gosh, I didn't notice, blah, 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 blah. 
The other thing that comes up with that is that I often will self-assess my movement when I watch myself and be like, oh, I see some movement blind spots that I didn't know I had. And so that can be really interesting too. But again, it's an opportunity for me to get curious rather than a, a, a judgment that I um, fall into the trap of automatically believing or making it mean something negative. So then this last part about do you feel present when you look at yourself? Whew, that's an interesting one. And it's, oh gosh, I struggle to answer that one because in some ways, yes. And in some ways, here's a really interesting thing. In some ways, watching myself has actually made me love myself more because watching myself from the outside has actually given me the opportunity to see myself with more compassion because I see myself like somebody else might. Yes, I see myself through all the lenses of the things that, you know, all the baggage and and whatnot and the beliefs that I have about who I am and all that sort of stuff. But I also am able to get enough distance to see myself a little bit more objectively. And honestly, sometimes I watch and I think I would be her friend. And that sounds kind of dorky, but it's true. And so, you know, I just want to offer you the the most honesty on, on here. Um, and so in some ways it has actually been, uh, like a really integral part of, of that kind of, um, pathway towards more self-acceptance because I've been able to go like, get a little bit of distance and see myself through a slightly different lens, because really we experience ourselves from a very internalized place, right? And so experiencing myself kind of more from the outside in has been quite interesting. Um, But that said, there maybe is sometimes too a sense of disconnection between what I see on screen and and how I experience myself to be as well. Um, And I don't know what else to tell you about that (laughs) because it's like, oh, what do you mean by that? And I'm almost not sure I know. But it's this sense that um, I'm present to the fact that I'm witnessing myself um, and yet also I'm, I'm aware of the fact that what I'm offering in that process is not for me, right? Like I'm sharing something for another. And so this is why I, I, I think sometimes I struggle to just like film stuff that I'm doing purely for my own self-care or my own movement practice because as soon as I'm on camera doing it, it's no longer for me. It's no longer for my um, benefit alone. It is instructional or, you know, intended to provide information or ideas to other people. And that is a very different place to act from. And it's subtle sometimes, but it does make a difference. And so even though you will sometimes, if you follow me on Instagram, sometimes see little clips of what I do for myself, you don't see very much. And that is purely because if I if I record myself all the time, I lose that this is for me sense. And so there is a sense of um, of presence in terms of how is this helping somebody else. Um, it really doesn't stay as something that is just for me. And I think that's true of, you know, any time that I'm, I'm watching or listening to myself. You know, when I listen back to these podcast episodes, um, I, I'm listening with an ear of like, does this help 
anyone? Does this offer something that somebody can can use? Um, because this is not intended to just be, you know, the Erica show. Um, it is intended to be something that supports the humans who listen and allows them to feel less alone and allows them to feel like they have whatever permission they need, even though they don't need it, but, you know, whatever permission you need to be in a relationship of kindness with yourself. And so I'm always listening, you know, with that lens. Whereas when I'm perhaps doing my movement practice or my mindfulness practice for myself, then I'm far more present to my own experience because it's just for me. It's not for, you know, it's not for anybody else's benefit. Um, So, yeah, they're my thoughts. And I realise that that is a little bit um, all over the shop, but I hope that that answers the question in any case. And I guess uh, to pull out just a couple of things that hopefully are like takeaways that are useful for you, um, I guess the big one for me is like in those moments where perhaps you are seeing yourself, you know, if you're doing online classes, for instance, you can see yourself in the Zoom screen if you're live or if you get asked to send a little clip through to um, have your form assessed for weight training or yoga or whatever it might be. When you see yourself on that screen, see yourself with compassion and know that it's not a default response necessarily for most of us. If you're like, oh, but I don't see myself with compassion, you have to choose it, right? It's not going to automatically happen. It's not like some people are just able to see themselves with compassion and other people are able to, um, are, you know, are just destined to see themselves through, you know, this lens of, of frustration. We have to choose it and we have to practice it and we have to do that over and over and over again. And it really comes back to like, what do I value in terms of my relationship with myself? Do I value that sense of self-compassion and self-kindness enough to keep to returning to it, even when it feels hard or not. And I know that sounds sort of simplistic and and I I get that it's not. I mean, it's simple in some ways, but it's definitely not easy. But it comes back to noticing like what relationship do I want to be in with myself? And if it is one of kindness, then I'm not going to buy into every negative thought that pops into my head as I see myself on that screen. I'm going to offer myself the kindness and compassion that I am always worthy of, no matter what, you know, is going on on the outside. So that's really probably my big takeaway. Um, I'd love to know if it's helpful. So you can come and find me as always over on Instagram. I'm at Erica Webb underscore self kind. The other thing I wanted to just quickly mention before we wrap this up is that if you're listening to this on the day it drops, which is going to be Thursday, the 7th of July, um, or in the, the couple of days after that, uh, 2022 is the year. Um, cause I know you could be listening to this any old time. Um, we are just, I am just about to close registrations for my brand new course, low back love and registrations close Sunday night. So Sunday the 10th. Um, and I'm really, really looking forward to bringing this, this course to the people, the humans who are, um, who sign up. And if one of those is you, I would love to, you know, see your name pop up. Um, This really is a course for people who are feeling like they're just kind of like disconnected from their lower back or 
tentative about how they move because their low back is liable to sort of play up um, or just sort of sick of living with kind of that constant tension in their low back. So we're going to go through over an eight-week course a whole bunch of practical, um, useful, usable movement mindfulness and self-kindness techniques and tips. It's going to be a huge level of support from me. You're actually going to have like sort of one-on-one, almost like walkie-talkie access with me through this app called uh, Voxer. Um, And it's going to be a really awesome opportunity to develop that relationship with yourself that is one of of kindness, um, even in the midst of discomfort and pain. So we're going to dive deep into that. I'm going to pop the link in the show notes to more information. If you happen to be listening to this after that date has passed, you can still visit the link and there'll be a wait list there for the next round, um, which will run either later in 2022 or early 2023. So with that, I will wrap it up and say, see you next week. I hope that um, the week ahead is filled with self-kindness and I will look forward to talking to you again soon. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Self Kind. If you loved it, why not share it? And while you're there, take the time to subscribe, rate and review the show. I'd love you to come hang out with me more too. You'll find me over on Instagram at ericaweb underscore selfkind. And you can sign up for my e-newsletter by heading to my website, ericaweb.com.au. While you're there, you can also read up more about the Self Kind Hub and other ways of working with me. Until next time, keep being kind to yourself. Bye. Bye.